the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. As London City Council gets ready to wind down its budget season by finalizing the budget tomorrow, some Londoners have made it very clear that they're unhappy with just how much money the London Police Service is receiving. So today I'm talking with London Free Press City Hall reporter Jack Moulton about the protest at the public input session earlier this week. Hi, Jack. How are you? Good, Rachel. Thanks for having me uh, again. Yes, well, we love having you on for sure. And I know you've had a busy week. It's going to be a busy week for you uh, with all the budget finalizations. Um, So let's just talk about kind of overall. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but for those who may have missed it, um, the London Police Service is getting a huge chunk of the City Hall budget. Um, Can you just summarize how much they're getting and some of the things that the police have said they need the money for? Yeah, so uh, avid watchers or readers of ours uh, have probably uh, (laughs) seen the police budget uh, repeated a lot. The total ask over four years is $672 million, um, to which I believe this year uh, is the budget will be about $168 million, which uh, is somewhere in the neighborhood of a 28% bump over 2023 Mm. um and that's led to the how it stands now the 8.7 percent property tax hike this year alone uh more than half of that is just for the police increase so that's attracted a lot of attention good and bad you know there's been a lot of discussion about i think one of the most forefront issues uh is police response times and this is something that Community members and police alike have focused on how for lower priority calls, it can sometimes take hours or days for police to respond. So there, there is some awareness and some agreement around the police getting an enhancement of some kind, but the scope to which they're getting one has irked some people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, What are some of the things that the police have said the money is needed for? Because there is a myriad of things that they they had talked about during the budget sessions. Yeah. So uh, Chief Tai Trong uh, has emphasized that this is a sweeping budget to sort of modernize the police force. So they want to bring on board about uh, just under 200 people, both uh, about half and half officers and civilians. They want to bring in new equipment, uh, tasers, drones, a uh, command incident vehicle, a uh, another armored vehicle, which uh, has proved to be one of the flashpoints. And another one is a new training center with the London Fire Department, which, you know, between operating and capital costs, I believe is somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 million of the $600 million ask. Wow. So... Lots to think about uh, in this budget, and you know it's 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 been extensively picked apart. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there was uh, the final public input session for this budget session, uh, this budget season. It really is a season for you because you're there all the time. Um, was on Tuesday of this week. Is that right, Tuesday? That's right. Okay. And so this one was a big one. Um, there was a lot of people there, and a protest actually. Lots of people protesting the police budget. How many people were there? Like how many how many rooms did they fill? Where did they all go? Did they all fit in council chambers? So the short answer is no. I'll I'll preface this by 
you know, starting before the meeting. And okay. so with the agenda for the meeting that was posted ahead of time, there were, including the added agenda, which was sort of uh, late submissions, there were a total of 74 pieces of correspondence received uh, from members of the public. Okay. Not every one of them addressed the police budget, but it's more than half of those letters possibly even two thirds uh, were addressing the police in some capacity. They started off mostly critical of the budget and just how much it was eating into this year's property tax hike and, you know, concerns around individual items like the light armored vehicle and the training center. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, a, a couple different, you know, letters emerged showing support for the police budget. Again, looking to response times and, Uh, Again, touching on that sort of modernization of the police force. Then it moved to Tuesday. While the meeting was at four, there was a rally at 2.30 ahead of the meeting where somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 or more people came out to the steps of City Hall expressing their displeasure at this budget, Mm -hmm. which they see as, you know, inflated. And some of these tens or hundreds of millions of dollars could be better spent, they argue, on... Uh, you know, housing initiatives and the library, transit, other stuff in the community. And so when the meeting started, you know, a lot of these people stuck around. There were, there's council chambers, uh, which, you know, seats a couple dozen people. But then there were also three committee rooms of overfill. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Most people don't show up for that, that uh, regular council meetings, right? Most of uh, that is not a normal amount. It's not a normal sighting for sure. No. Um, and was even more than that showed up than during the first public meeting. The first public meeting that was before the uh, uh, Mayor Josh Morgan released his budget. And, you know, as a result, there was a whole grab bag of issues that people were concerned about because mm-hmm. it wasn't clear what was being invested in yet. But that was not really the case this time around. There were still people. Uh, you know, asking for investments into specific things, housing, transit. But out of a total of 75 speakers, I'll, I'll give you a rough percentage. Uh, I would say more than three quarters of them address the police in some capacity. And in a scale of roughly four to one, they were all opposed mm-hmm. uh, to the police budget as is. Uh, and there was some degree of nuance. You know, you had some people who specifically were agreeing with you know, some of the manpower related uh, asks of the police, again, coming back to those response times, but some folks who were, you know, pointing to past, you know, bad behavior of officers uh, and and saying how like a huge budget hike like this uh, could be seen as, you know, sort of rewarding a, a bad culture. Um, you know, mm. some were invoking, you know, the recent uh, charges announced in relation to the world junior players in 2018. Some were, you know, referencing officers who have been charged for a litany of things. Okay. Um, the, the whole spectrum. Mm. There was a wide, uh, a wide spectrum of opinions, but the vast majority of them were against the increase. The increase. Okay. Uh, and, and a lot of them, were they all against a, a total increase or, I mean, and you said it was nuanced, but I would, I would assume that most people agree they need some kind of increase, but maybe not this much. Is that kind of what you were hearing? Yeah, I would say so. Um, there was a lot of discussion 
and sort of fit into that nuance, uh, expressing concern, particularly around the militarization of the police, and especially in relation to that light armored vehicle, some of the, uh, you know, heavier equipment as, you know, with regards to drones and command vehicles and, and, and the likes. So there was a lot of concern with regard to that. Um, And some argued that the police budget is based on fear. And this is something that we heard from some counselors during debate time. What were the arguments that this, this budget is based on, on fear, the police budget specifically? Well, I think that goes back to a lot of the publicity from the police itself um, in a lot of the those early press conferences where they were revealing the budget and sort of justifying it. They were repeating statistics that, you know, London is a dangerous city and that certain types of crime uh, are on the rise. That didn't hold water with a lot of with a couple of counselors and with some members of the public who mm-hmm. pointed to the fact that using the uh, what's called the crime severity index uh, from StatsCan, they characterized it as cherry picking a little because and they viewed it as not reflective of, you know, the whole situation on the ground. There was one former civilian police employee, including uh, who worked in London, who spoke last night and said something to the effect of, you know, the police are downplaying, you know, the role they've played in keeping London's uh, crime rate low and specifically referenced how even though the force hasn't added that many people uh, or that many officers, I should say, to the force in the last number of years, there hasn't been a real drastic increase in in the crime rate. And in fact, uh, I believe we've reported before that, you know, the crime rate in London has hit a multi-decade low. Oh, interesting. Okay. Some were in favor of the of the increase, though, for the police budget. And we've talked a lot about the, those that were against it or, or maybe don't want such a huge hike. But those that were in favor of the the increase for police, what were some of their arguments? And did they did they speak at all on Tuesday? Yeah, there there were a handful of people who spoke in favor of the police budget as is. You know, there was one particular uh, business owner who was talking about graffiti and vandalism and how how that affects uh, you know insurance claims and the like. Mm, um, and it all sort of stems back to those response times um, and. You know, there was a, a reference to, you know, if insurance rates gets too high and the police aren't prompt enough in the response, maybe some business owners will call it quits. There was also another letter in one of those letters uh, submitted before the meeting. There were a pair of residents who lived in Ward 4, Old East Village, who were talking about vandalism as well, break-ins and people trespassing. So there there were some uh, people in support of the police budget, but uh, a lot of it stemmed back to mostly manpower uh, related to concerns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There were two police board members who addressed uh, the politicians. Why, why were they speaking and how was their appearance received by those in the gallery? Yes. So two former city councillors, Megan Walker and Nancy Branscombe, who appeared at the public meeting last night. And as you might expect, uh, they're members of the police services board. They came out in favor uh, of the budget as is, calling for a safer city now. That's been sort of the the tagline uh, throughout the promotion process. Mm-hmm. And 
that led to an incident uh, last night where while Ms. Walker was appearing, uh, just as uh, you and I are in a Zoom call right now, uh, the meetings at council are conducted in a Zoom call as well. Um, So they have one camera on chambers in whoever's speaking, whether it's at the council table or up in the gallery. And they had cameras on the different committee rooms where people were speaking. Uh, Miss Walker appeared virtually, that is to say she wasn't at City Hall and was added to the call. So while she was speaking with her camera on, someone from the one of the committee rooms, you could see quickly was sort of uh, scribbling out something on a piece of paper walked up to the camera in the committee room, held it up, said uh, something to the effect of police services board members don't get to speak. And, you know, judging by some of the social media discourse after the fact, I think some people viewed their appearance as possibly inappropriate. Um, As in they've already had their say by by suggesting this budget and and, um, presenting it. Yeah, they, some people felt that, you know, they'd, they'd had an adequate chance to defend and speak to the budget and that that time should be allotted for, you know, average ordinary residents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so when this member of the public uh, held that sign up to the camera, uh, the camera was turned off for a few minutes. And once uh, Miss Walker finished speaking, it was, there was a point of order from uh, Councillor uh, Corrine Rahman saying that, all members of the public are entitled to speak. And, you know, that includes delegates to some capacity. That's not abnormal. You know, at the first public meeting, there were several delegates of the London Arts Council, uh, Grand Theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, during budget talks, uh, some delegates are invited to answer questions from councillors. So it's not abnormal, but, you know, some members of the public were a bit concerned about it. Okay. Will this protest even help? Or is this too little too late? I mean, the budget is being finalized tomorrow and this was the very last public input meeting. There were others before this. Is this even going to help or is or can any changes be made before it's finalized tomorrow? You know, that's that's the question, because now we're closing in on this 30 day uh, deadline as set out in the legislation governing the budget process under the strong mayor powers. Okay. so, you know, council's convening a special meeting uh, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the 29th, to basically acknowledge the contents of the budget talks, the uh, budget committee meetings. Mm -hmm. But Overall, whatever's in place after uh, Thursday is the budget, full stop. So that led to some concerns from the public and council. Uh, some members of the public were did acknowledge the sort of late timing of this public meeting and how it got so close to the final product. It was even referred to a couple times as a sham because they believed that whatever was in place at that moment in time, you know, counselors wouldn't be easily convinced to go against it. I I can Um, see that point because, you know, why even have a a public meeting scheduled for the day before it's going to be it's going to be uh, finalized? I mean, you should have maybe maybe scheduled that a week ahead, right? Yeah. And some councillors pointed that out. I I believe I mentioned it in our last discussion uh, Mm -hmm. at the last budget meeting to which uh, Budget Chair Elizabeth Pelosa was explaining that council could bring forward emergent motions. Okay. Yep. Which include amendments to the budget as long as it's before the deadline, but they require a vote of council even just to hear it. And so, 
you know, there's questions about if some of these uh, amendments could even be brought forward. And one of them uh, I've reported on earlier this week was a motion from Councillor Anna Hopkins, uh, who wants to trim 5% from the police budget in their five different uh, business cases, as it were. So their manpower asks, their vehicle asks, everything. Uh, 5% from each of those. And I believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $4 million over four years from that $672 million. Okay. So tomorrow's the meeting for the for the finalization. Do we know if any emergent motions have come forward? Have have you received the agenda at, at this at the time we're recording this? Have you have you seen anything yet that might be coming forward tomorrow to extend this process? So based on what's been released and uh you know in discussion with some council members as to my knowledge right now, uh there are two uh motions scheduled to be heard. On this last day, Uh, one, as I mentioned, is from Councillor Hopkins about the police budget. Councillor Sam Trossow is also bringing forward a motion to approve uh, a little bit of funding for an arts initiative. But I believe as we're speaking right now, uh, the added agenda uh, will be released shortly by the city. So um, that's what's on the table right now. Okay. Well, we will see uh, what happens tomorrow at the meeting, and I'm I'm sure you'll be there, and we'll get your reporting and all the follow-up from you at lfpress.com. Thank you so much, Jack, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. 